If you're planning a wedding, then this is a podcast for you with two shows per week and hosted by comedian and author Alicia McCormick. She'll help you become a bride chilla, make you laugh, and realize chair covers are ridiculous. What is going down in your part of the town? I'll tell you what's going down in my part of the town. I have lots of new listeners, so welcome, 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 newly engaged people. I sound like someone from the Home Shopping Network. There I am. That's not me at all. I wish. I mean, I used to do a lot of voices. Part of my stand-up act is voices. So, you know, welcome. This is what you're going to get. I'm Alicia, the host of the show. I am a married woman. I planned a wedding. I love talking about weddings. This is what I do. I've got so many good guests coming up in 2016. It is blowing my mind and yours. I promise you. Lots of things to talk about. We've got episodes coming up about wedding tech, venues, how to communicate properly with a wedding planner so you get the biggest bang for your buck, but also you don't have to stress. I mean, I am all about helping people become bride chillers, as you probably already know. And for me, being a bride chiller is about accepting help. It's about welcoming as much assistance as possible. It's about utilizing friends and family members with awesome rad skills that perhaps you didn't know. And uh, it's about saying, hey, I need help or push off. I don't want help. Either way, it's, it's about making sure you plan the wedding that you want. And today is Q&A Thursday. That is where I answer your questions. It's where you communicate to me and I try and help you. Or at least, even if I don't help you, at least give you an opinion that you go, all right, fine, that's another opinion. I'll add it to the list. Move on with my life. Hey, this is my last episode of 2015. You might, I'm sure you're probably listening to this in 2016 because you've got a life. If you don't, I'm not saying if you're listening to this in 2015, I'm not saying you don't have a life. I'm just saying you're quick to it. You're a good fan and I love you. But if you had better things to do perhaps than listen to me talking about weddings on New Year's Eve 2015, congratulations. If you're listening to this in the future, what's it like? Are we on hoverboards? Probably not. Wow, wow, wow. I've had such a great year speaking with you, learning about weddings, learning about families, friends, as you probably have heard me talk about. I'm writing my book called Bride Chiller, and it's been very much inspired by all of you. You have been sending me wonderful questions for over a year now, and really you have guided, you might not have known this as you're writing to me, but you have guided my writing. You've guided the direction I'm going to take this book. And it really excites me because I feel like I talk to you and often people will write and say, I don't like the way you did that. Or I thought this is great. Can we have more of that? I don't get many people saying, I don't like this. And you've really got to take into consideration. There's only one voice that comes to you and says they don't like something or they'd rather it be another way. And I think if I receive lots of feedback about a certain topic, I would totally change it. But my husband, Rich, he always sort of says, hey, that's just one voice in thousands. Don't take it the wrong way or take it one way and feel like maybe they don't get what you're saying or they don't get your tone or they don't like your, you know, stories, whatever. So it's really interesting that when it comes to sitting sitting at my computer and having a really deep think about what I wanted to put into my book, it really comes from your topics, your questions. And that's why these Q&A Thursday episodes are honestly my favorite time of the week. I love, love, love hearing from you. And uh, I, I will stop talking about how much I love it. And let's just get on with it. Is that a sensible solution? Uh, yes. Rhetorical question, Alicia. 
Okie dokie, my first question of this episode comes from a lovely listener called Taylor Wolfer. She says, uh, good day, Alicia. What a lovely formal way to start this email. I love your podcast. My future husband and I completed our university degrees together and are now doing two separate graduate programs in two separate states. Good Lord. So I listened to your podcast on the six hour, wow, long trips, six hour long trips to and from our weekend visits. That's hard. Can I just say, Rich and I lived apart for six months when we first met on Facebook. Uh, If you haven't heard about our meeting, go back to episode 001 and I'll talk about it. But it's really difficult. So I salute you, Taylor. She says, you always give great advice without making it feel like there is only one right way to throw a wedding. Well, good. Thank you. Enter the problem. My mother, oh dear, has a vision of a wedding and reception firmly implanted in her mind. And that vision is slowly revealing itself to be eerily like my older sister's wedding. This is actually, can I just stop? Soz to stop here, Taylor. But it's really interesting to see families uh, react to weddings. And often, and I'm going to keep reading, please, but often when one wedding goes really right or they have a good time, they just want to replicate it. I feel like that's the generation, the olds generation, a little bit of going, oh, that went well, let's just stay safe. Let's keep it safe. However, she goes on. I have noticed uh, it when we just started looking at venues as she slowly checked off what we should not or could not do and left me with the option of a historical mansion in the city suburb. That's the option. <laughs> I was going to read more, but that's the option. It's not really an option then, is it? Um, I've told her that it seems like she's just trying to recreate Lisa, my older sister's wedding. And she denies it and gives us other reasons about how much easier it would be or great deals or the significance of the venues. I'm nervous that when we start visiting venues like museums or aquariums, she will scoff. Can I just say, I love a museum wedding. Just side note, Taylor. (laughs) Museums are fantastic. They're the, and art galleries. Oh my gosh. Losing my mind. Right. Uh, so she's um, nervous. Yep. Okay. Um, so she will scoff, roll her eyes, or nitpick all the flaws of these more unique venues and highlight uh, and smile and gush about all the great things of the venues that fit her criteria. My parents are paying for the wedding. Here we go. So I do have to respect their wishes at least a little bit. Now, Taylor's closing sentence is why I love you, Bride Chillers, because she's honest and uh, she tells it like it is. She says, sometimes I ditch the bullshit in not the nicest ways. So I could really use your help on this one. Thank you. Love the show, Taylor. Okay. So when she means, I'm, I'm going to make assuming, assumings, I'm going to make assumings, right? That Taylor, when she says she ditches the bullshit in uh, not the nice, nicest ways, perhaps it means that she says it like it is to parents is perhaps maybe rude. I don't want to put words in your mouth, Taylor, but maybe you tell it like it is in a harsher way that mama sometimes doesn't cope very well. Now, this is fine. We all have ways. It's really funny when you talk to your parents, and this is probably showing a bit of my colors. I think I'm a perfectly reasonable person. I hope after whatever hundred and bloody whatever episodes of you listening to me and welcome if you're new, uh, you will realize that I think I'm quite level-headed and optimistic and also friendly. And I'm certainly that way when it comes to my dad. But I also think that if he shits me or says something that's annoying, I can be quite quick to jump back and snap. Now, we all have different ways of dealing with dealing. That's a terrible, 
when I say dealing, I don't mean like dealing with, but I mean how we interact with friends and family that are close. And it's funny actually watching friends interact with their parents. And sometimes you go, wow, I don't think you'd ever speak to me like that, but you've known them all your life. So that's the way it is. However, with my mum, who is not around anymore, but when she was alive, she, you know, we didn't get along as well. We didn't really have, we weren't close. And I would always sort of think about how I would speak to her. And it was very different to how I speak to my dad. I live with my dad since I was sort of in my early teens. And yeah, it's a very different situation. But then again, you know, it's it's family. Family, you sort of do stuff. So I do think, Taylor, the fact you've acknowledged that the way that you sometimes say things, ditching the bullshit, as you say, perhaps maybe is a little forthright. I don't know. But if you acknowledge it, at least you know. To go back to your original question about the venue hunt and your mum's expectations and the fact that, you know, the, the cherry on this beautiful wedding planning Sunday is the fact that they are paying for it. This is always difficult, but I do believe when you go back to the beginning of all of this and why you're doing it and why you are getting hitched, blah, 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 it's creating a day that you feel comfortable and happy and will enjoy, not necessarily just your mom. So I think the big thing is being able to have a conversation with your mom about your sister's wedding and what she really enjoyed about it. Really get her to highlight the points that she found what that she wants to replicate. I don't want to use the word replicate, but it really does sound like mum is pretty stuck on this idea. Now, like I said earlier, maybe Lisa's wedding went really smoothly and it just worked. It was well organized. It was easy for your parents to have a good time and relax and not have to worry. So perhaps one way I would say to introduce this and to buy you a bit of time and to buy you a good bit of FaceTime with your mum and have an open, honest conversation that you can then steer to make it work for you. I'm all about being honest, but then working the situation for your advantage. I don't know if that's scammy or not, but well, we'll keep going. This is how I would play it. I would sit down and go, mum, let's talk about venues. Let's talk about what I would like and let's talk about what you would like. What makes you happy? And then sit down with a pad and a pencil and write down what she desires, what her imagination is conjuring up. Conjuring is not a real word and it sounds dirty. Conjuring up to make her happy. Now, this is not the outcome. The outcome of this situation is not just let's make mum happy because she's got the coin. That's not what I want. But if you can get her to put it into a couple of dot points, give it five, ten dot points of what she would see as a successful wedding reception slash ceremony, whatever for you, that would make it easier for then you to come back when you do find if it's a museum or I don't know, somewhere a bloody shed in the bush, who cares, that you can come back and go, look, this venue gives us tick, 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 tick. So it's a way to get her to see something from a different perspective. I find a lot of the time with our parents' generation, they like to be safe and comfy and cozy. Yeah, there's been wars. Yeah, there's been stuff. But we're a lot more out there than their generation. They did stuff like, you know, whenever I go to wedding exhibitions and I talk to mums and I put a microphone in the mums and mother-in-law's faces, 
they always get a bit of a fluster when they are asked the question about how weddings have changed. And most of them just say, oh gosh, I don't know. I mean, my mother organised mine. I didn't really do much. I just turned up on the day, went for two hours, and we went on a, a coach and we went on a holiday and I changed into my outfit. We left. It was amazing. Oh. And then I ask them about what they think about weddings these days. And they say, these weddings are crazy these days. I don't really know what the deal is. It's so complicated. There's so many things going on. There's so many different things. So expensive. Blah, 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 blah. And they get a little overwhelmed. So my feeling is with that generation, they all had the same sort of cookie cutter wedding. They all had expectations. The parents organized it. And that's what they know. That's what they're used to. So I really think it comes to our sort of group of people. You're my bride chiller people. I'm speaking directly to you. There are heaps of other brides out there that will happily go along with whatever people say, but that's not you. You listen to this podcast. I know you now. I've got a year up my sleeve of getting to know who my ideal listeners are. And I think you're the sort of people that say, listen, mum, mum, this is not necessarily the way we want to go. We don't necessarily want it to be like Lisa's wedding because we are different separate people. We share similar chromosomes, similar genes, similar genetics. Well, we have the same chromosomes, actually. That's I don't want to get technical here. Let's just say similar genetics. But this is our wedding, not Lisa's. So I hope I'm making sense to you. I think it's really about honesty, but it's also about not going in gung-ho, not going in being too outspoken and bitchy and crazy, but being calm, getting her to tell you something and then manipulating it for your good. That is my advice to you, Taylor. I hope it's helpful. And I also think you should really take your mum to some very interesting alternative wedding venues and open her eyes because that's the other thing. Perhaps her generation haven't really been challenged in the way of how amazing some of these other alternative wedding venues can look when they're created. And also my last tip, I know I just said my last tip before, but I've just thought of it now, is if you have a wedding planner or a third party that you can word up. Now, this is something I've realized now with my dad, especially, is that, (laughs) I don't know how to say this without saying like an asshole. If, okay, I know that my dad really likes Rich. They get along really well and he really respects him. Now, I have no doubt my dad really respects me as well. But there's something about, sometimes when I speak, there's a bit of a white noise that happens. And sometimes we will talk about something and it doesn't really go in. And then I'll talk to Rich and then Rich mentions it. And not even on purpose. And Dad listens. <laughs> and perhaps it's because he's it's Rich is the son he never had. I don't know. Or if he's just, you know, a bit less blasé about Rich's opinion because it's not me. Not that, again, I'm not trying to say dad doesn't respect my opinion, but sometimes it's like, you know, that's the noise. I'm like, hey, dad, it's like, and then Rich is like, hey, Dave, well, blah, 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 blah. And, And my dad's like, oh, mate, that's like a really good idea. So if you don't have, maybe there's a third party, maybe it's your partner that is good at being outspoken and being able to maybe get on your mum's wavelength. Maybe it's a wedding planner. If you take in a professional that you are paying or someone with an opinion that isn't you know, emotionally connected to the family, that can sometimes work as well. Just saying. All right, Taylor, let me know how you go. I hope that you have some successful adventures and uh, can quieten your mum's opinions, especially when it comes to just recreating your sister's wedding, because that is snores.
Can I just say how much I'm loving my new voiceovers by my lovely voiceover gal, Cara Lee? I'm loving them sick. I really realized I hadn't had updates recently. If you go back and listen, I've been using the same ones for a long time. And I'm like, Cara Lee, uh, I need your voice, girlfriend. And she did it. So thank you, Cara Lee. You're bloody great. And I'd love your tone. Bride Chilla. She's great. She's Canadian. Next question. Oh, and I'm excited about this because it's a voicemail. I am trying to encourage you to leave more voicemails. And you are, which is great. All you need to do is go to savethedatepodcast.com as if you were emailing me. And uh, you go to the connect page and it's on the bar, the menu bar at the top of the page. I don't have to talk you through this shit, do I? You know what I'm doing. You know how to work a web page. If you can download a podcast, you can fucking find a connect page, a contact page on a website. However, just to talk you through, if you're new, if you go to that website, there's a little box and you can click record. And if you are on an iPhone or an Android, it will record straight from your phone. Also, if you're on a desktop and you have a microphone attached or connected into your laptop or desktop or whatever other device you're using, it will just record. you got a minute and a half. If you want to record a longer message, just leave two and I'll edit them together or five if you've really got something to say. That would be a long message. I salute you for doing that, but perhaps, you know, no, no, just leave a long message if you like. Here is listener Caitlin. Hi, Alicia. This is Caitlin from Salt Lake City, Utah in the United States. I am on a cross-country road trip for the last few days driving all the way to the East Coast, and I've been binge listening to your podcast the entire time. So thank you so much for keeping me company. Your humor and positive outlook has been a very welcome presence as I spend many hours in the car alone with my dogs. Anyway, I wanted to ask you a quick question. My fiancé and I are planning our wedding, and we have quite a few, about 30 children on the guest list. It would seem that our friends and family have all been very reproductively successful and we are looking forward to having children at our wedding but we also want the adults to be able to have a good time as well and so I was wondering if you had any tips or tricks for kind of creating a good child adult balance and accommodating younger children at a wedding I appreciate any advice you might have to offer love the podcast keep up the good work thanks well, thank you, Caitlin. And can I just say, reproductively successful is now going into my memory bank. That is a great way to say. We have a lot of friends at the moment that are reproductively successful. And uh, that is, you know, and gee, Facebook's really letting us know about it. So great question. I love that you are incorporating the, the kids. I think if you want kids at your wedding and you can make it happen and you are asking these sort of questions, that's great. If you don't feel like having kids at your wedding, also great. I support all options. So Caitlin, I think the big thing is having a space or area that is not separate. I'm not saying we have to put kids in another room. That's not where I'm going with this, but I look at me defending myself already before I've even started. I think it is great to have a space where kids can run around and be feral and do whatever they want with the, well, in, in my, in the eighties, it would have just been lock them in a room and leave them 
Uh, but in the now, with umbrella parenting, we have people that actually watch children. So it would be nice to have a separate space at your venue if you are getting married in the summer, outside, perhaps somewhere kids can play that's not necessarily around tables or the dance floor. I think it's nice to have little kids' activities on Pinterest and also um, the Savvy Bride, Budget Savvy Bride, I think she and... Uh, I'm going to look this up, but I think um, something turquoise, both of those wonderful blogs, Jen and Jess, who you've heard on the show lots, have featured kids entertainment at weddings. And this doesn't mean you have to hire a clown or a magician or anything. These are little coloring packs and little little gifts to give kids like you used to get on planes when they used to give you things on planes, which they don't anymore. But um, saying, here's, go away and do this activity, or here's a big jigsaw puzzle, or let's hire some big chess pieces, probably not appropriate. But if you give them some activities to do and a space to do them in with adult supervision, I think that's a really great idea. I still, I've seen some great Pinterest pictures of kids' tables, and I still think kids' tables at weddings can be a really fun idea if done correctly. Kids love talking to other kids and you know, digging around with other kids. So if you want to not necessarily separate them from the adults, but give them their own space where they can do activities and have a nice time, I think that's a really sensible option. And it's something you could do on the cheap really quickly by, you know, buying coloring in pens and pencils and all that sort of stuff and uh, printing out coloring books. Jesus, there are so many options for coloring books these days, adult and children. Have you seen all those adult adult coloring books? It's crazy. Asking people to bring along um, kids' activity stuff. I don't mean a lot of shitty, huge toys and things, but if you can get together with other like-minded people that have kids and maybe know what sort of age range that are going to be attending the wedding, it might be good to do a bit of a kids' corner where you can put all of this stuff so they can all go and huddle together and do kids stuff without necessarily taking away from the adults. Because one thing I think about having lots of kids at your wedding, it's really nice if you want to include them, but also you want the adults to have a little bit of adult time, to be able to chill and enjoy an adult party, which is what a wedding is. It doesn't mean you're not being inclusive with the kids, but it's being able to have uh, separate separate that sort of adult and kid time and if having a space where they can go and you know do their own thing and uh maybe take turns in people watching these children that could be a good good option kids love to dance i love seeing kids on the dance floor if you've got some music that perhaps you know you can add a couple of i'm not saying put the wiggles in to your soundtrack but if you go have a couple of really classic songs i like i mean kids i've seen kids dance to elvis you can shake your booty Finding some Taylor Swift songs or something, you know, songs that you don't want to purge to, but really, you know, getting kids involved in getting up and dancing is also really fun. Without being a killjoy, I do think it's always good to set boundaries with children and with what you are asking or allowing, I say loosely, parents to do with their kids at weddings. You by giving them opportunities for entertainment, I think it really does set the boundaries of saying, look, here's stuff that, you know, they can do and enjoy themselves. Um, don't just let them roam free or don't just get drunk and let them roam free. I mean, that's parenting 101, basically, but people do do it. 
I have been to events, not necessarily just weddings. I've emceed corporate events where they've brought along kids. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? There's a four-year-old just roaming the room, and we're all in ties and suits. Get a babysitter for the night, for the love of God. However, that's probably more of an opinion on the parenting than the actual event and the people holding the event. So... Horses for courses, I suppose. But it's really good that you're doing this and uh, it's really nice that you are thinking ahead with this sort of um, preparations. I would really sit down and have a chat to your core team, your core people who have kids and ask for their advice as well about what kids their age do, their children are up to, what interests them. If they're really into Frozen or whatever the hell this year's Frozen is, there's probably another one now take my money, but you could maybe make that a little themed area, for example. Not grossly themed though. You don't want to turn your wedding into a frozen themed wedding unless you do. No judgment. There it is. Caitlin, I hope that's been of some help. Do uh, look, do search the Pinterest, do talk to your friends and um, hopefully you can come to some sort of balance, as you said. That's the really key optimum word here, balance. It's not making it a complete kitty festival, but it's also saying, hey, we know kids are going to be there. We're encouraging kids to be there. Let's give them something to do so the adults can also enjoy it without necessarily just having to monitor them the whole time. Thank you so much for leaving that voice message, Caitlin. I wish you all the best with your road trips. They can be full on I get lots of lovely listener uh, emails, people saying that they do long commutes. So two road trips in one one episode. Ladies, we do, we do what we have to do to get to the ones we love. We really do. I would love to take a moment to thank all of my social media people who have contributed over the past couple of weeks. I'm sorry I haven't updated this recently, but I want to thank Elizabeth uh, Ferris, Liz Ferris, uh, who says she's on Twitter. Glad I found you at Save the Date PC. That's me. Started listening today on my drive. Funny and helpful. This is what I like to hear. Thank you so much, Liz, for writing to me. Very much appreciate that. Also, Victoria Medley said, just listen to the Rich episode. This is my husband who co-hosted an episode recently. He's now on the guest list too. Hashtag power couple. Hashtag more rich. Well, you're going to get what you ask for, Victoria, because uh, we, <laughs> if you haven't heard that episode, he, he co-hosted a Q&A recently, and I really enjoyed it. I mean, basically, you're listening just to half an hour of our relationship, and um, he had some good answers. He had good mic technique, solid feedback from all of you. So um, he's coming back in the next couple of weeks. We are currently in Australia and we are um, having a lovely holiday with our family and friends. So in his relaxo time, I'm going to pull him into a quiet room and we're going to record in the, for the next couple of, uh, I don't know when it's going to be scheduled, maybe next week or the week after. I don't know. I've also got my lovely mother-in-law, Veronica, back on the show answering your questions. She really enjoyed last time and I'm going to get her in her home environment. Last time we were on holiday in, um, this is going to make us sound so punsy in Europe. I live in London. I'm back in Australia on holiday <laughs> and she was on holiday. So I made her co-host the show with me, which she sort of feigned going, oh no, you don't want me to do it. And then had a really good time as most people do when they get encouraged to talk about themselves and give opinions. Why wouldn't you enjoy it? This is why I'm saying you should leave voice messages. It's really satisfying when you hear yourself uh, on the podcast. Can I just say as a lifetime performer, everyone likes to hear themselves and hear things about them. I want to finish with a message I received from a lovely listener called Karen Bailey, and she sent me the best 
video gif gif ever via my instagram which is just alicia mccormack follow me let's connect i love instagram it's my new obsession i am 20 years behind everyone else so karen sent me i i'm i must have mentioned karen before she's tweeted me before and um she was gorgeous she sent me her little reaction uh photo of her going that's there was no voice going to it but her face she's the most gorgeous girl and she sent me this amazing picture of her reacting to hearing her being talked about on the wedding podcast and uh so she sent me a message which i really it's a great message so here it is gonna share it she says i cannot believe you wrote to me pause for fangirl scream Love your podcast and you. I listen on my 30 minute, 30 mile drive, not minute, to work and it puts me in such a great mood. My wedding is in September of next year and I couldn't be more grateful for your podcast guiding me through all of the chaos. Hashtag Bridechiller. I just wanted to write to you quickly to let you know what you and your podcast does for me and I'm sure many others. I was driving home from school feeling pretty down on myself. It's everyone's favorite time of year, not finals week. Gosh, so much pressure. I've been working so hard this semester and my stress levels have been through the roof. Balancing a job, my brand new mortgage, oh my gosh, school and planning a wedding has been no joke, Caps. So while driving home, I was on the verge of tears. I mean, girl, I was really feeling sorry for myself. (laughs) She's gorgeous. Uh, She says, sarcasm. Oh, poor me. My life is harder than everyone in the world. Yes, including starving children. Oh, Karen, come on. We've all all got to just, you know, we're all having hard times and you can't be discouraging because of starving children. I mean, yes, there are starving children and I do feel very bad about that. We all must work together to stop that in the future. But you've got to acknowledge when you feel bad, that's okay. So she says, so I did what I always do when I'm feeling down and need to pick me up. I turned on your podcast and started listening. And then I hear over my Chevy speakers, a little Aussie voice saying, Karen Bailey, I have no clue what happened after that. I started to scream and do an awkward car dance. (laughs) I even caught the attention of cars passing by. Gosh, you're adorable. But the point of this long message is basically thank you. Thank you for your podcast. Thank you for your humor and your help. I went from being in the dumps to being on cloud nine. You brighten people's day. You change people's lives. Please please feel free to share everything I write in future episodes. You're amazing. And I fucking love you. Well, Karen, I fucking love you back 100%, 100%. I am just, you know, just hearing that and reading that you picked me up. I can just say this to you all. Sometimes I have bad days and I miss my family and friends in Australia, and I think, oh, I wish I was doing better work in my day job, and I wish I had more money, and I wish I could, you know, blah, blah, blah. We all have these things. And then I get a little, you got mail in my email, and one of you is writing to me and saying something like that. And it's not just all, I'm not talking asking for praise. This is not what it's about, but it's just having this connection with you all. I really never thought that I would be a part of so many people's lives like this. You know, with stand-up comedy, you sort of do the gigs and, you know, you might stay a top of mind, someone's mind for an hour afterwards, if you're good or bad, who knows. Uh, and TV as well, you know, you sort of flash on and you do your stories and things that happen. Sometimes you get an email through your, your agent or producer or whatever, but you wouldn't really have that direct contact. And I think what I'm doing here is so amazing because 
well, not what I'm doing here, but what we're all doing here is amazing for me and for us. It's a mutually beneficial situation because you write to me, you let me know what you think. The feedback is direct and it just means the world to me that you take the time out of your busy days, your stress, your worry, your happiness, your good times and your bad times to tell me all about it. So thank you. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, my lovely listeners. And uh, I am so looking forward to bringing you some really solid shit in the next couple of weeks. I've been busily recording uh, some great episodes coming up with some really good primo premium guests that are going to help you plan a fabulous wedding and also going on after the wedding as well. I really try and bring you information that not only helps your wedding planning, but you can take into life and use in other ways. Exactly. There it is. I'm going to leave you and love you, love you and leave you until next Monday. I hope you're having a fantastic, fantastic New Year's Eve if you're listening to this live. If not, happy 2016. Can't wait to see what this year brings for all of us. Write to me at savethedatepodcast.com. Make sure you check out my merch. There's lots of great new products in the Save the Date Wedding Podcast shop. There is maid chiller, bride chiller, groom chiller. Lots of fun totes. I've got Pintervention, Wedicate, all these sort of definition totes. They're really going well. So thank you so much for the people that have already purchased and supported the show. And uh, I really look forward to next time we meet. Until then, happy days. Save the date wedding podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.